What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm Rose Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. Happy launch, everybody. Happy launch, everybody. Sam Claiborne. Here we are. And we are joined by Mark Medina today. Happy launch, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Uh, everybody, uh, we all have we all have Xbox Series X's. Um, I think uh, Mark got his PS5 just 45 minutes ago. Is that right? Yeah, you're lucky. I'm here. Tina already has. <laughs> Tina already has hers. Sam, has yours arrived yet? No, I won't be getting it until tomorrow or the next week. Oh no, uh, mine has been out for delivery since 7 a.m. So I'm still waiting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's traveling around San Francisco somewhere. It just hasn't arrived to me. It's on a, tr- it's on a truck somewhere. I pre-ordered so got- mine at the same minute as you, and that's what's so weird about this launch, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how this has been a very rocky launch. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time with our Xbox Series Xs. We're going to talk a lot about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But first, we got an email from our listener. Matthew Ford this week who wanted to share a picture with us that he thought we would appreciate. He said, I was recently donating some gently used clothing with my wife and we saw this picture on the bin. So I'm going to share my screen with. This always goes really well. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you guys see this? Yeah, I think we have to click on watch stream. Okay, it's just a sign on the bin that says, please do not leave any items outside <laughs> our donation bin. This is called dumping and it is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. Thank you to Community Aid for acknowledging us. <laughs> he's, he's, someone in the wild was actually using this. So, for people that are, are tuning into Game Scoop, recently there was a comment in an old magazine we were reading where I believe it was the head of, uh, of Atari said that when they change the price of a Sega system at some point, that's called dumping and it's illegal and they're going to go after them with their full legal force. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if it was Atari or, or Sega. It's, a, it's the head of some company and their competitor had was pricing their console too low, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so the quote was, that's called dumping and it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's been spotted in the wild. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's start out with some uh, Series X impressions uh it's uh it's definitely big but i don't think i it's 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 sitting next to my tv i'll have to post a photo of it i actually want exactly it's exactly the size of my cat so i have an entertainment center if i lean over you can see there's my series x right there and my Mm -hmm. ps5 right there it's on a special little table oh yeah that looks so tiny yeah, <laughs> the I posted that on Twitter. I'm getting like DMs, and then a few people from work have slacked me, asking me where I got that table. They're on Amazon. Yeah, because it turns <laughs> out. Sorry. Uh, he he wants to see your table again. Oh, oh, there it is, right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it turns out it's very difficult to find a media center or table of any sort that'll fit the damn PS5 because while the Xbox Series X is big, the PS5 is just about Enormous. feels about twice the size. Yeah. Um, well, I hate these things on their sides, you know, for people who have to or or maybe if they like them that's fine. I feel like these things are just built to be standing straight up. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm yeah. glad with uh what I was able to pull off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I specifically measured according to Sony's official measurements of the PS5. Turns out I don't think I have to actually take out a measuring tape and um make sure that it was the inaccuracy on their part and maybe not on the manufacturer of the table that I got, but I went according to their measurements and the little fins on the outside white shell were just a smidge too tall oh, without no. the base without the base. So yeah, it, it totally does not fit and I had to put it on the top of my table which was what I wasn't planning on doing, hmm. but such is life. I was thinking diagonal would be a funny fix for that. Just cram it in there. <laughs> I don't um, think the stand has a feature for that, but you know, just destroys know. every disc you put in it. Great. <laughs> I'm and definitely Mark, doing mine on the side and they're going in a cabinet, uh, a console cabinet that like closes. So you can't see them at all. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And I know there's heat issues with these things, but I've never had a problem over all these years because I cut the back of this cabinet out. Mm. So it's like completely open on the back. And one side of your, one side of your consoles are always going to be to the back of something, right? So I thought that was an accurate solution. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Mark, you also got a Series S. Is that right? I do. Yeah, I just got it uh, like two days ago. Cool. Yeah. Um, Where's that it's, at? Uh, uh, it's in my living room. That thing is so tiny. I 
it almost feels heavier than the Series X. I know mm-hmm. it's not, but because the Series X is big, you expect it to be heavy. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect the Series S to be as heavy as it is. So when I was holding it, also mm-hmm. it looks hilarious in my hand because my hand is big <laughs> and that thing is a it's a small boy. And uh, I love it though. It's uh, it's a great little it. console. Uh, Tina, what do you think about the Series X with your, your time with it so far? So I thought it was a great startup experience specifically. Like you take it out of the box, you plug it in and effectively 30 seconds later, you're just good to go, which actually was in stark contrast to my PS5 experience where Mm. I had to turn on my PS4. I had to sync it with my PS5 effectively. I had to basically find it and you have to do a little button press. Then you got to like put like a, like a two factor and there's all this other logging in stuff. And it takes a little bit longer before you're, you're jumping in. So I love that. Um, I got my box. I was super excited to jump in with the Xbox Series X, um, and it just kind of seamlessly worked out right from the get-go. And not only that, but I had initially been playing, I'm sure we'll get to the Assassin's Creed part of this conversation later, but I had initially been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on PS4 um, and then decided to get another edition. So yes, you do have to uh, buy another copy of the game in order for this to work, but I got the Xbox Series X edition fully expecting to need to restart the game from scratch just to be able to experience the next gen edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks to Ubisoft connect, which is like their rebranding of Ubisoft club, blah, blah, blah. Um, it just launched right where I picked up off of not only cross generation, but cross platform. And uh, this made me realize that we are indeed living in the next gen future of consoles. <laughs> it was amazing. That is very cool. Um, and it, I think it, it, it definitely looks, it, uh, the visuals are definite improvements on Xbox series X. Over yeah, PS4. absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And Assassin's Creed specifically. Yeah. Uh, Sam, how about you? You like what well, do you think I, of the Series X? So going from startup, I really like that the app that you can get. I recommend everybody get it. It, it is part of startup. And now I'm just like, oh, it's so helpful because you can load up um, like uh, games that you already have. Like I wanted to bring Gears of War over. Uh, I, I wanted to bring Assassin's Creed over. I already own those games. And so, like, I don't want to do them all at once. So, like, every couple of, you know, hours throughout the day, I was, like, going on my app and telling more things to load. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then, of course, like, it was really fast to set up everything. And it's so fast to start games. It's yeah. crazy. You hold the X controller. And, like, by the time your controller turns on, you're basically in your game. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I love, that's the most next-gen thing I've felt Um and I, I just think it's the coolest, the coolest thing. Like, like things can go that fast. I was a little disappointed that um, I already noticed that uh, uh, saves or I, I don't want to call them loading screens when you're mm. moving around Assassin's Creed or when you die, mm. they're still they still take a while. What game was it there? They're saying that they kept they like artificially extended loading screens so you could Ghost read the of screen Tushima. tips. That was in Ghost, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like thinking about that for this. I was like, okay, I like these tips, but I thought it was kind of surprising that, you know, I'm still waiting, you know, whatever it is, 10 seconds instead of 30, mm-hmm. but it's shorter. And so that's really cool. The speed is really cool. And now I'm in the ugliest parts of Assassin's Creed because I was like obsessing over this like quest line that was in the marshes and the swamp. So finally, at, you know, my first day with the Xbox, I like rode out and I like, rode north into the, like the the hills and castles of, of England. And it was like, okay, this is really cool. Cause then you get to see uh, the ray tracing and, and the, and the effect of the lighting through the clouds and what mm-hmm. it looks like when, when things are loading and like, it still has, you know, pop in and textures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that all systems have, like that's where it's not impressing me. But I think that like first party games are going to look freaking amazing. And I think always third parties are going to be a little bit different, but I can't wait to see mm-hmm. Cyberpunk's yeah. upgrades. Yeah, 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 for sure. Something I'm noticing about the Series X, and I've seen it a bit online, is the console itself is so fast to turn on that it's actually the HDMI that it takes it the extra second to catch up. Like the console's mm-hmm. ready. It's your TV flipping itself mm-hmm. to yeah. like recognize the HDMI. That's how fast that thing is. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, that's a good point. Just leave your TV on. <laughs> and then like they, they have quick resume, which is nice because I like to swap between like Netflix and playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it honestly feels like an evolution of, of last gen because we effectively had that same, um, you know, things running in the background state. Uh, but it, it is nice that it's a touch faster, seemingly. Uh, and then everything's customizable. Like, there's a bunch of features that if you start digging into your preferences, um, you can start to see how you can customize your home screen, um, your your guide panels, like when you're when you're clicking on the home button. Uh, there's a lot of like different things where you can just make sure your apps that you frequently use or if you happen to chat with friends frequently and you want that right up at the forefront or your capture gallery. 
uh, any of those things can be customized. And then my favorite thing, which is not on the Xbox Series X, but it is on the PS5 in the like hour that I've spent with it today. Um, you can customize your settings to where you're like, I always put subtitles on and I always have dialogue audio at 100, uh, music audio at 70, and special effects audio at 80%. Um, and so you can do this on the back end of your console so that every single game loads up in those settings, which is amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't realize you got that specific with the audio because I've, I've heard you talk about that balance before, and that's so cool. So now it's just always there. Man, yeah, because I, I have a hard time um, hearing people when they're talking. Like the, the background music and all the sound effects tend to distract me a little bit, hence the subtitles and prioritizing dialogue volume. Uh, and then Assassin's Creed, to go back to that real quick, they actually have a feature that has a dialogue boost specifically mm -hmm. if you have um, difficulty hearing people people talking in the midst of all the other audio. So I thought that was really cool too. It's really thoughtful. Cool. Uh, I only know this through Tina, but the, both controllers have texture and I really like the Xbox ones, but you, you said the PS one has a really cool texture to it, right? Yeah. So the, um, on the Xbox series X controller, thank you, Mark, for the display. I, oh, I just, I just, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I can't not. It's I thought you were going to put it up. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't remember the PS five having the, I know it's got the texture where if you like zoom in, it's like the little symbols and yeah, stuff but exactly. it's a lot less textured than the the series it is. X controller so that's exactly what i was going to say yeah like the xbox series x feels a little bit more like sandpaper um for grip i suppose but then the playstation uh the dual sense controller actually has its little face buttons imprinted really subtly mm -hmm. so if you zoom way in you can actually tell that they're in there as that's what makes up the sandpapery grip texture i totally have that like kind of compulsive uh thing where I, i'm if I'm hit, I, I hit more buttons than I need to a lot. I'm just like playing with the buttons while I'm watching something or like waiting for things to happen. And I love like I love the triggers on the Xbox and how sandpapery and rough they are. It feels like a cat's tongue. <laughs> and what you always that's want actually, out of. <laughs> that's what the cat's controller is made out of. You're really painful. <laughs> yeah, Only yeah, the final cat's tongues exactly. for Xbox players. <laughs> this controller is licking my hands. That's such a weird sentence. Not something yeah. I thought I'd say today. <laughs> Uh, Mark, what have you been playing on your Series X? Oh, man, uh, I'm doing that thing where, uh, you know, let's just get real for a second. There's no like killer app. So I'm doing this thing where I'm playing games that I just never played. So I'm playing Forza Horizon 4 at hmm. 4K, 60 FPS. That game looks amazing. Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. Uh, I tried a little bit of Falconeer, uh, The Tourist, and then I'm playing that little that moving out game. Uh, with my wife where you move people out of their houses it's it's not it shouldn't it it's whatever <laughs> it's it's a weird game anyways it uh is it unpacking? moving it's called oh. moving out it's just it, that's it's, straight it's, what it's called it's, it's basically like uh overcooked where you have to work together to uh to uh you know cook stuff in this game you're working together to move people out of their house and you're just like smashing windows and throwing tvs out the window and it's it's oh, just yeah. it's okay. stupid Normal silly move. fun but it's really good stuff yeah. uh but yeah mostly i'd say assassin's creed has been like the flagship xbox series x game for me because i got them on the same day mm -hmm. yeah yeah that seems to be the one uh me i've been enjoying my series x but i like it i've only been playing old stuff on it uh because i'm playing assassin's creed on ps4 and I'll, I'll flip over to ps5 at some point today if my uh console actually arrives uh but like uh i guess what's what's cool and interesting about the series x to me is uh game pass i haven't had game pass before so lots of cool stuff in there to check out i knew i always knew i would love uh ori the the sequel to uh the first story so now i can finally check out that yeah. checked out gears tactics because i really like tactics games so that's an exciting area for me and then also since i pretty much ignored xbox one the whole generation i now i have access to all these xbox 360 and xbla games that i uh, like that i haven't touched in you know seven years so mm -hmm. that's been cool to experience i played a bunch of dead space the original dead space <laughs> like, this game still looks really good i don't know if that's the series x doing anything with it or if mm -hmm. it just looks that did good did you start at the beginning yeah, just start at the beginning of Dead Space. Funny, it's so it like feels really good. That game feels good. The dismemberment uh, of the uh, aliens—I forget what they're called—the um, necromorphs. Ne necromorphs. Yeah, uh, that all feel the laser cut, yeah, the plasma cutter still feels really mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Man, what a game! What a game! So, yeah, I, I got a Series X and I played a game from from two thousand and eight. If, right. I, if yeah. I can pipe in real quick, Gears Tactics really really good. So I like that you're one. In yeah. for, you're in for a good time. If yeah. okay, you've already played it. Yeah, it's really really fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got to try that out. I also played some Perfect Dark. 
<laughs> the I love Perfect Dark. On Xbox 360 XBLA is really good. I, know, I love yeah. that version of the game. Yeah. Mm. yeah. To be fair, a little bit of the ethos of, of the next-gen consoles is everything old is new again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think you're you're on theme. You're on brand there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yep. Uh, let's see. We've got some emails here. This is from Bob Barons, who writes in and says, first off, I started listening in 2010. At that time, I was living in New Jersey. I had a 90-minute train commute to work in New York City. You helped me get through many, many delays. And nowadays, I'm living in North Carolina, and I listen when on walks with my dog. Sometimes I have to drag him an extra street or two to complete an episode. So to the whole team in front of and behind the mics, thank you for all that you do. My question is, with the release of the new consoles, does the crew have any rituals when getting a new system? (laughs) I unbox extremely slowly, trying not to damage the box. I will then read through every piece of paper, whether it's marketing BS (laughs) or the FCC warning, anything to extend the moment a little longer. I thought that was very cute. Uh, I I don't know. I don't personally have any uh, any rituals. You know, you don't get a new system that often. So I guess I haven't done it enough to develop any rituals. But any of you guys careful. Okay, you can't really see this, but I tore through the box. I'm not as careful with uh, <laughs> yeah, un- so, unboxing. I'm just like, new console must get. <laughs> the Series X comes in such a nice box yeah. that I did do the whole like treasure chest and it like looks mm-hmm. really pretty. And that was, you know, so the PS5 came in just, you know, a, a, a giant cardboard box. And uh, I had something I really had to do with it. I've been waiting for it all this morning. And uh so I opened the box and as I'm pulling it out, I ripped the like cover paper thing that's on it just right mm. down the middle. Mm. Uh, so no, any ritual of like being extra special with my baby is was gone at that moment. I was just like, all right, now I'm just pissed off. Let's just get this thing done. <laughs> Mark, did you get the fancy PS5 paper across yours? Because I actually didn't. And I'm only just realizing that now. But we saw them in unboxings and whatnot. Oh, I didn't see that. I think I think so. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't have the. It's, it's just, ripped, a, it's, just in, it's ripped in half. <laughs> it's just tissue paper with the PS5 okay. logo across it. Yeah, it's yeah. a little special thing. But oh yeah, mine does have all that. Yeah, mine didn't. I thought that was a thing. Huh. I thought that was yeah. a thing too. Wow. Hmm. Um, well, my ritual is just um, tear through everything, uh, you know, mindlessly, fairly. Uh, no, but it's it's kind of just ma- the making of space in your media center, uh, mm-hmm. reorganizing everything, stepping back, looking at it, considering it. Um, readjusting things again um, and then all the settings like I, I love diving into it and seeing like any gadget frankly like if I get a new mm-hmm. iPhone I look through all the mm-hmm. settings like what are the cool random things that this new model can do um, that you wouldn't otherwise know without putting in a little bit of effort or you know googling around for best secret fi- features or whatever else so that's kind of my my ritual and then obviously I actually do go and look at my profile and see what I can't customize so I haven't <laughs> tinkered with my xbox avatar in some time so i gave her some yeah. gray bands a leather jacket some chelsea boots she's looking good now cool. the avatars you, you, are so stupid on the xbox they are. i forgot about them <laughs> yeah they are a little bit but if it's part of the that's like that's why it is yeah. one of my ritual things because yeah. i set it and forget it yeah exactly exactly um i i i like the idea of like that that kind of christmas morning unboxing where you just have like the trash around you and you're playing mm-hmm. with your new thing i love that yeah. um i don't do that i i'm, I'm very very uh, you know I, I like keeping things in boxes and um instead of even opening them so i i really appreciated that the xbox was really, really easy to open without tearing anything as just like custom mm-hmm. little tabs that i tweeted about but um once i get it all out i actually take everything i don't tear any of the bags or anything i take them and i put them back in the places where they were in the box so i can reverse everything perfectly Mm-hmm. that's real that's a real thing i do and then you know whether i'm gonna like secondhand sell that at some point or think like oh this is like something that in 20 years will be i wish i had an nes in the box that was in this condition like that kind of thing oh man yeah. so uh which i do um but i always think about that when when i uh when i'm doing this stuff so i do that and then uh for uh, even though i have i mentioned like an entertainment center that i'm gonna have to somehow cram these things into um i always put the new things on top and I always have it like out hmm. on like a special place by the television. So I can just kind of look at them for a couple weeks or months. And it's especially fun when things are not shut down and your friends can come over and you're like playing yeah. the new system. Like a lot of my friends don't buy game systems, so they just want to see it anyway. So like I have it out and presentational and like so people think, oh, cool, that's the new PlayStation or whatever. And people really like that. And so that's that's basically yeah. the extent of my rituals. 
the settings thing is a really good idea. And now I really want to go do that. And I'm, I don't even want to be in this episode anymore. That's a great, episode. <laughs> that's a great idea. No, but we did, we did a, a the, the video or article that Tina actually mentioned, which is we did secret settings for the PlayStation five or like things in there that you might not know about. They're just like deep menu things that are actually really helpful. Uh, team went through and found a bunch of those. So check that out. It's on IGN today. Mm-hmm. That's where I yep. heard about the um, audio subtitle one. Real, real quick, I heard you're asking me about the paper, and you said mine has it, yours doesn't, some unboxings had it. It makes mm-hmm. me wonder if something's going on with packing. Because did you see that person on Twitter? Yeah, he opened that. his digital edition box, and there was a disc PS5 in it. Yeah, he's yeah. like not just complaining. Crazy. Just because yeah. of like maybe <laughs> COVID or something, like something's yeah. things aren't as organized as you would think, and so. That's like just getting a hundred bucks in your box. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really happy for him. That's really cool. Unless he really wanted the digital. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I'm getting the digital. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> or are you? Yeah. It's just for real. real. <laughs> uh, Bob Burns also gave us a uh, 20 question suggestion that we're not going to use. He suggested Summoner for PS2. It's not mm. something that I'm, that's not something from, I'm familiar with. You would have gotten a tweet uh, from me because we wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's apparently a PS2 launch game, but I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with it. Uh, Let me know but when we're moving on from hardware because I have my fi- final hardware thing. Um, final hardware about uh, Xbox? No, it's about a special third piece of hardware that I have. Let's, let's do it now. Okay. Let's see it now. This came in. Cool. This is not even for sale in America yet, which is obnoxious. Uh, they still haven't figured that out, but it's a little Game & Watch clock. Hold it up here. I just uh, saw the clock change. That's so cool. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> it, it'll be hard to see no matter what. I tried to set it at a good level. But yeah, Mario is running around on here and will like kick the bricks out and, and change the, the clock and stuff. And then it has um, Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2 on it and then a, a version of Game & Watch Ball. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's all in there. And I got to the Minus World. Everything works in it. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, so uh, what I want to say, though, is that... Uh, the time that the little clock, which is just like really pretty, you can like plug it in USB, just keep it on your desk. Um, it has so much stuff going on in it. Mario runs around like every hour. There's like something different that pops up. And I've been uh, kind of like obsessively trying to figure out what everything is. And like, you know, it'll be like weird stuff because Yoshi's not in Super Mario Brothers, but Yoshi and all, and all these colors appear. So they had to like redo the graphics. And I think they redid them for the Mario Maker. Uh, this might be like the Mario Maker engine for all I know. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. really crazy how much stuff is in it, but it's a great little piece of hardware and it has a D pad, which Nintendo doesn't do anymore. It's like the best feeling D pad <laughs> I've ever felt in my entire life. It feels yeah. so good. And then, uh, yeah, the packaging and everything with it is just awesome. It's just like such a cool, like piece of Nintendo hardware that should not exist for any reason. It's just such a quirky little thing. And I highly recommend it. It's great. Well, when does, when does it go on sale or do we not know? We don't know. For so, us. Uh, for the UK and Japan, it's had uh, pre-orders up already, and then um, it's actually like we can, you know, we're reviewing it. Um, at, by the time you're watching this episode, we'll have a review up for it. Maybe pre-orders will have gone up between now and then, but we have no idea. Weird. Um, okay, we have another email from Amanda in Kentucky. Uh, not the Amanda that you know, Mark. I only at know one end- Amanda, and uh, okay. <laughs> Good yeah, I know more than that. <laughs> and it says, at the end of last year, a lot of my video games and consoles were stolen, including Xbox One. My Xbox uh, One was probably my most used console at the time, but I decided instead of replacing it, I would hold out for a Series X and get that with some of the insurance money I got back. Cut to today, Series X launch day. I've been refreshing web pages all day at work instead of working with no luck. After work, I stopped by Best Buy and GameStop. Both had signs posted outside saying neither of them had any consoles for sale. I know that on launch days, consoles are always hard to find because of the volume of people looking for them, but this seems worse than other console launches I've seen. It's very frustrating. I miss having an Xbox. What do you think about this Scoop crew? Is this the worst console launch in terms of supply, or have there been launches with even fewer consoles available? Will I be able to find a Series X by this time next year? Man, I don't know. I, <laughs> it, it's so funny. I was on a News Games and More our live stream uh, when PS5 pre-orders went live, and it was a madhouse. I, I, it's something I've never experienced before. And then I thought Xbox Series would be so much better because we had a heads up, and it was it was worse. Every website was worse. I was able to get consoles, you know, so I'm I'm thankful for that. But 
it, it really seems like a madhouse. Like Walmart's doing this thing right now where they're putting them live in their stores like every few hours. And it's just like they're they're up for like 30 seconds. And and it's 30 seconds of people just getting crashed out of the website and then they're just gone. Uh mm-hmm. they've said things like we promise we'll we'll be keeping stock throughout Christmas, but I mean I think that's just to keep people's desperation up. I can't imagine you're gonna be able to find one anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, think I've heard of um like the the weird Amazon not being able to fulfill some of these things until potentially December thirty first. Um, I, I don't I can't recall uh, that kind of scenario where someone's pre ordered and then gotten it in that much later after launch. Although you know that could very well just be their like latest deadline and you might get it next week or two weeks from now or whatever it might be. Um, mm. That said, uh, yeah, there's always this level of like people racing to to get um, a, a console and like I think the Wii evokes a lot of those kind of stories and headlines too. But in this particular case. Um, we ran early stories uh, and analysts have been talking about this for a while where they were predicting scare- launch scarcity for the consoles and specifically mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. So there's definitely been shortages and then difficulties like, you know, um, making sure that people are communicating across different manufacturers and making sure that shipping's at, on time, especially with reduced staff um, when they're working at these actual factories. So I think to a degree we expected that. Um, but yeah, certainly by next year, I would hope that everything has been smoothed out uh, in <laughs> including the pandemic, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> I think that's true. Like the answer to your next year question is like, it will not be a problem to get this within the next year, probably like three months, six months. It'll get easier and easier. Like that's what happened with switches and they were hard to get. And then pandemic hit switches and they got really hard to get again. But um, y- it's hard to say too, like what the demand is or what they were predicting. Like not only like is supply going to be bad right now, but they, you know, if you were going to predict how many people could want to buy an expensive new system this fall, especially one that can play when, when your old systems can play your games too, it's like a different yeah. consideration entirely. And so it's like, you know, like a lot of people, uh, there's, you know, there's fewer jobs and there's, you know, all kinds of problems with, with, with that right now. So, you know, they could intentionally have also throttled supply. Um, one thing that I, that that is making this different is that we are all basically ordering systems. There are retail chains that have them available, but um, when there's that retail wave, it's good because you can go and make sure you get a system on the day that you, if you missed a pre-order that to get it. But like, it's also bad because there's lines and like a lot of the stories we've covered for the past two launches are really like kind of messed up it's like people are like yeah i waited for two weeks or you know even overnight in in november in on the east coast or the midwest or whatever is horrible like i wouldn't wish yeah. that on anybody and people do that right they get this little folding chair and their their winter jacket and they you know have no bathroom or anything it's just like they stay there and wait for their systems it's like i don't know if that's like a that seems like a worse console launch to me so at least we're doing <laughs> it mainly by mail but it's really hard and you had to you had to want these systems for like five minutes in September to order them. That that's, that's mm-hmm. a big ask, right? Like yeah. it's very strange. And the fact that you can um, flip them right now and get a lot more for them. Like the aftermarket is, is really crazy. We've been writing about that all day. The PlayStation we wrote about today is uh, going for more money than the Xbox in the aftermarket, which puts it in the post or above 1000 range. And I'm looking at completed listings on eBay. So there's this incentive for people to also game the system by going yeah. online and buying a lot of like uh, uh, consoles through their profiles, which is which is frankly harder to do. You can go store to store, I guess, but stores are pretty good at being like you can just buy one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and then Xbox yeah. also reported that this this launch trounced any of their other ones too in terms mm-hmm. of that's what I was going to say. It's like so their supply yeah. was up, right? Right. So yeah, I mean that. It sounds like they sold more Xbox Series X's and S's than they did ones or 360s or just Xboxes at launch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. Which a little bit makes sense too, because um, it's it's a little known secret that uh, in the pandemic people have also just been gaming more. So mm-hmm. like every online game um, and game sales and our own traffic, mm-hmm. our own website uh, traffic has just all been up because a mm-hmm. lot of people are just stuck at home looking for entertainment. So it's the perfect trifecta, the perfect storm. I think we kind of mentioned this before, but every iPhone launch has been pretty rough. There's been some that have been better than others, but like if Apple can't get you an iPhone, like, like, you know, if you wanted an iPhone two years ago or before things shut down, people waited in line. They did all this stuff. They did that. If they didn't get it through their service, then it was hard to get like, there's just, nobody does this right. And it's, 
it's terrible. And I, and I think part of that is because it's like, it's kind of a good marketing moment to say like, these are sold out everywhere. And if everybody's talking, like everybody's talked about this week, what's the biggest topic they're talking about? It's not how pretty Assassin's Creed is or how fun these new systems are. It's how to get them. Like that's, <laughs> that's a pretty interesting, like, you know, marketing beat that you can, you can hit as long as you're still selling systems. Yeah. Well, we'll be able to talk more about uh, PlayStation 5 next week after we've spent some time with it and uh, uh, the games that we play on it, including Demon Souls. I'm going to try out Demon Souls. Uh, Sam and Tina, how about you guys? Yeah, I'll try it. I'm try gonna it out. In, I'm going to be in Assassin's Creed world for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll try it between now and next week, but if I need you for the show, I will. Um, I, I need to play Spider-Man still, and I need to play... Um, yeah. I kind of interested in a lot of games. I'm in. I'm in, interested in Astro. I'm interested in uh, a couple other things too. So we'll see. The the number one game I want to play right now on PS5 is is Astro's Playroom. Yeah. Like I want to feel all the cool dual sense. Seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also have, I also have Pathless, like but I, I want to see what I, I want to see what that feels like. Uh, and then I definitely want to play Spider Man. And Bug Snacks yeah. looks great. Yep. Like does totally look great, mm-hmm. uh, but I was just meaning it. You know, it is known that uh, the regulars on the show are not really big fans of the Souls-like series. I've played Dark Souls, I have played Bloodborne. They don't work for me. I so tried. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna try Demon Souls, and I'll report yes, back next week. It's a pretty looking game. Yeah, Very that's game. that's a big that's a draw for me too. That could help, especially if it's like horror pretty. You know, like I, I like that. That's 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 appealing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as uh, Borba just texted, we'll see if it's we'll see if it's Damon Souls. If it's a Damon Souls. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but speaking of PS5, we did get some news this week that we can talk about. Sony expects the transition from PS4 to PS5 to last three years. Uh, the actual quote from a Sony executive in Japan was, we have more than 100 million PS4 customers, but we will do our best to move to PS5 as soon as possible. And that compliments uh, comments from... Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan, who uh, said that it was crucial to keep serving PS4 owners after the pandemic showed how active that huge audience remains. And Sony is apparently asking developers to develop on the premise of cross-generation for the time being. So, like, we know um, uh, uh, games like, well, I'm trying to think which ones are both on PS4 and PS5, that we've already confirmed that uh, uh, Horizon... Forbidden West, pretty, right? Pretty much everything, yeah. Horizon, Spider. The only ones that are not are Godfall and uh, Astros and Demon Souls. Everything yeah, exactly. else will be cross. I also wouldn't be surprised if God of War Ragnarok is is cross as well. Because I mean, just yeah, if it not? comes out next year or even the year after, it kind of sounds like it, right? Yeah. Uh, we do talk about like launch windows and how companies seem to always be trying to extend you know what 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 they are considering the launch window but like if it, ratchet it's, and clank is still launch window yeah yeah what, yes. which is supposed to be just in the first half of next year mm-hmm. uh but i don't know it's just weird to think that you you know you bought a new system but you can still play all the games for it on your old system for the next three years it kind of puts sony in a position where they're now they have to keep two groups of people happy right yeah, it's such a weird thing, too, because they were so, like, out of the gate where it's like we, you know, it, it was like Xbox was like every game is everywhere. And people, like, th- thought it was so great. And then and then, and then then Mike and then PlayStation was like, oh, no, when we get the new console, like, those are the new games. And then it, it was kind of like when they did their big show, they kind of snuck in. I think it was the Japanese PlayStation blog that both Miles Morales and Horizon Forbidden West are PS4 games. Like, that's the first we had heard about that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, we have to service all these PS4 people. And it's like, okay, here it comes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as, like, leapy as you would think. Sure, we have Godfall. And sure, we have uh, Godfall is also on PC. Uh, yeah. And then we have uh, and then Demon Souls. Yeah, you have to have a PS5 to play Demon Souls. But, like, that's it. That's the only game you have to have a PS5 to play. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was um, Xbox's philosophy right out of the bat. Like, they... They knew that there there were some communication issues around the Xbox One launch, and I think they were really trying to get their messaging finalized so that you knew what the spirit and ecosystem of the Xbox Series X was supposed to be. Um, so they, right out of the bat, like Mark, just as you're saying, um, were very much a proponent of play your games however, whenever, et cetera, as you want, like having that flexibility and freedom as a player. But with Sony, was I think they were a little bit more reticent with the PlayStation mm-hmm. 5, but sort of now kind of coming to terms with and reckoning that this is a new state for next-gen players. And I think you can still 
uh, champion your more powerful, um, future-proofed, to a degree, uh, console in the PS5, because the people who are really serious about that and want the best experience, they're going to go for mm-hmm. the best graphics. I think that's why we saw, part of the reason why we saw the PS4 edge out the Xbox One against their launches too, because it was just a slightly better graphical experience on the PS4, and that's going to win out for a lot of people. So you can still make a good argument for people transitioning to the PS5, but it's smart that they're not just you know abandoning um, especially in this, the age of backward compatibility and uh, conversation around uh, flexibility across generations. Like it's it's a smart thing to do. It's a, it's an of the times thing to do. Sorry, real quick. I just said Demon Souls is the only PS5 five game. Also Astro's Playbot. So if you're halfway <laughs> so, through typing a tweet right now, get rid of it. I'm good. Love it's the editor's ast- note, Mark. It's an Astro's Playroom. I don't know what it's called. Astro's bot, whatever the ad, the packing okay, game. Well, you're not making your tweet responses any better right now. <laughs> Come on, man. That's Astro's playroom was for PS4. Uh, uh, so it's too bad this show isn't live because we just got noticed that apparently PS5s popped up in stock at Amazon Ooh. right now. So if you're and we're recording this at 3:13 Pacific Go time, guys. PM on Thursday. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> whenever you're listening to this. You had a chance to pre-order PS5 at Amazon. Probably out by now. This I week, just tried to, I just tried to buy it. It's out of the cart already. Okay. Oh, so you know, close. that's um, that's how fast it goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I uh, wanted to add that uh, you know the PlayStation Four came out in 2013. The PlayStation uh, PlayStation Four Pro came out in 2016. That's mm-hmm. three years. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're talking about. By the time they're done yeah. supporting the last generation, there'll be a 0.5 generation yeah, exactly, completely yeah. done by then. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a PS5 slim by then. That's that's all I'm Yeah, yeah. So and that's usually that's usually one year in. So usually mm-hmm. there's a slim by next the next holiday season. So that'd be cool if that happened. I think we all need the slim, right? But uh if not, yeah. then we can maybe count on an even more powerful system in a year. Uh, guys, it's Astro's Playroom, and then Astro Bot Rescue Mission was the one that was released in 2018. Mm-hmm. Just so what is know. the other Astro? So there's, that's part of a series. Then I just didn't know yeah, about because because there's a there's a VR one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only one, right? Is the VR one and then this one? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. If yeah, there's more than that. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. I, th- I think we're all enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tina, kick us off. What are your thoughts? Two thumbs up. Um, Two thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Viking setting in general, first off. Um, the, the outfits are cool. You know, they've got like mm-hmm. lots of fur around yeah. them. Um, they look re- real strong and they have lots of braids in their hair. I just like the, the atmosphere gold. in general. Yeah, they have a lot of gold adornments on their um, on their uh, uniforms, on their um, armor. Um, I like their accents. I actually, uh, I think that's part of part of it. But I, I really think the voice acting is is done very well too. I feel like I can often hear like anger or annoyance or frustration in a lot of their tones of voices. So right off the get go, they're trying to get you like, here are these family members, and you know you need to care about them because this is the setup that that's happening. And like often that can be pretty cheesy, um, but I li- I like the way that they rolled it out, and I felt pretty committed uh right off the bat but i also like cultures that grapple with morality and i think that's mm. one thing that i really liked about ghost of tsushima as well so it, it drew me in automatically because they they argue about like honor and value and whatnot um and then they do, they do some cool cinematic things too like there's this early on there's this one really cool trick where they go between a cutscene into gameplay really seamlessly where it's like you have a overhead snapshot of a dining room and then it just kind of slowly pans right behind your character um avor and then you just like you're just ready to mm-hmm. jump into it so it's, it's a lot of like well thought out and designed sequences to make you feel like you're really in the story um so i've been uh i've been enjoying a lot of that setup also avor at least my avor who i, I picked the the female protagonist route uh, every time she scowls is with like the most perfect smirk combined with it too. So I just, I love all the characters. Like they're really gruff and and no bullshit. Um, and so it's been, it's been appealing to me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also picked female Avor. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have a gaming PC. It, it's pretty high end. It's got a 2080 Ti. And, and yet when I booted up Assassin's Creed, uh valhalla on series x i, I gotta say it, it, it 
really is one of the prettiest games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, that game is just gorgeous, and they do a really good job. Um, if you're watching the footage right now, I also want to mention that I love that uh, this is the first 15 minutes of the game, and it just starts with this smoky thing and this lady's talking forever. And I was like, "Is our producer <laughs> ever going to skip forward? Because this is hilarious how long this goes on for." <laughs> Sorry, Borba, love you. Uh, but yeah, so it's like it starts in this like dark area, and it like looks really cool and it's really moody, and then they instantly take you to these like you know snow-capped mountains and and the first thing they do is have you climb a mountain and and do the sink so it'll just kind of like spin around and it does mm-hmm. this like really really cool noise and plays this really cool music and i'm like i don't know why i felt like i missed assassin's creed so much but mm-hmm. at that moment i was like man i really miss assassin's creed <laughs> uh the game is is gorgeous and it's also super fun to play uh the skill tree is a little weird i i kind of mm-hmm. don't love that i don't know what i'm going towards until mm-hmm. i've like unshadowed it we have guides for that by the way um yeah, but made, like a really nice map for that uh check that out for sure it's so helpful because it, yeah. you, you're exactly right that's the most annoying thing it's like yep. i should at least be able to know two steps ahead or something you don't yeah. know anything like i just want to chain assassinations too bad 100 yeah, and so but a lot of those skills are really really cool like we all love the spartan kick and all that stuff but like this like the chain assassinations when you like or or, or the really really cool one is when you shoot someone in their weak point and then uh you can do like a a, a, it's like a killing blow or whatever and so then they'll like do this like real cool cinematic flip and then he'll shoot him in the face and something the skills are really cool in the game uh the combat's fun the story is really great actually i like it a lot um i don't know i'm really really liking the game it's really fun I've skipped all the story, so I can't comment on that, but I'm pretty far into the game. And uh, I, I really wanted to get to England because I don't like snow levels. And uh, the whole game starts, which is like, man, after Red Dead 2, people should know if you're going to show the most beautiful game you've ever made, don't start in a snow level. True, but it's still a 10 out of 10 game. So clearly there's something. It might be something to it. It's the contrast, right? It's the contrast <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. out of the snow into, into like this vibrant, amazing pastoral landscape, which worked for the Midwest and it works for England. It looks really pretty. There's like fields and everything. And the, the thing I like is I, I got to my setup and, you know, skipping story, skipping story, skipping story. And then I, uh, I was like, finally, I think I'm in the open world and I got to go out and I just went from, um, high point to high point, whatever they're called sync locations mm-hmm. and, uh, was going around doing all those. And it's like, some are like, they really play up Romans in this game. Like, yes, the Romans were in England. Uh, they did not build giant palaces in England though. <laughs> and boy, there's a lot of Roman palaces in this game, but they're the ruins, right? So that's kind of neat. Yeah. So there's ruins of palaces at like places that should just be a little wall on a road. But um, there's uh, there's that. And so you could climb big Roman palaces like the last game for, for, for Greece. And then they have the castles, like medieval castles. And then they have like kind of like fantasy castles, which are like, you know, like haunted looking or like, you know, rickety. And, and so they have this like, really, I love castles and, and palaces and archaeology and stuff. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. So I've just been going around and looking at all of that and taking that all in. I got a wolf that I'm riding as a mount. Yeah, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's been my experience. And then finally, I'm now on like treasure hunts and stuff like that. And Mm. I've now gotten pulled back into the story a little bit because yes, I'm aware of who my brother is and all that stuff and why I'm there. And like, then like things got a little bit interesting recently and I was like, Oh, this is kind of neat. So now it's all I really want to play. It really took a while to drag me in though. So if you're giving this game a try and uh, you you know, and you don't get hooked to the story right away, just know that there's like, there's a big open world game out there. There's still problems with it. Yeah. Still Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Initially, it's a huge game. I didn't see the title screen until I was five hours in. Yeah, same. Oh, I only I just hit that point like last night, essentially. You're like leaving the island and it's all Assassin's Creed. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot I was playing Assassin's Creed until that moment. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's just Which, starting? <laughs> Which brings me to my point. Do you think you would like the game as much if it weren't an Assassin's Creed game? If it were just an original Viking open world RPG? Oh, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, open world Viking RPG sounds cool. So like the elevator pitch, I'm already sold on the elevator pitch. I will say like I went immediately from um, Miles Morales 
to Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the PS4. And so I was just very confused because I forgot like the button mapping system that um, Assassin's Creed usually goes for. And like it, some of it felt less intuitive than Spidey did to me because there's something really fluid about obviously movement in, in the Spider-Man games. So with Assassin's Creed, it felt a little bit more sluggish. And then in the combat, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, eh, this feels a little stiff initially too. But once you get your head wrapped around it and adjust to it again, um, it feels okay. So it might've lost me more. Like I definitely carried through because I was like, eh, this is Assassin's Creed. It, it's going to be good. It's going to be worth the investment. So it carried me through that level. But once it does, like, I think I'm only five hours in um, and I'm very hooked. Uh, and then Mark, I also super agree on going blind into the skill tree, but at the very least you can undo any of your, um, mm-hmm. any of your skill tip. points. So at yeah. least there's that. The, uh, the one yes. thing I can recommend with this game is do not play it at the same time as playing Godfall. Because I just started playing Godfall, and the combat is just similar enough, but the oh, buttons are just different enough. Godfall's dodge is like A, where Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed, it's like, what's uh, X or Square if you're on PlayStation? And so it's like, I was playing Godfall yesterday with, uh, or, or this morning with Tom Marks, and I, I was just, I, I was zero help. I, I <laughs> I'm playing Assassin's Creed, but it's Godfall is is rough. That's the next step for cross cross gaming, cross platform, cross mm-hmm. saves. It's just cross controls. I mean, I, I came mm. out of playing Breath of the Wild, and it's it's actually a mirror image. Like jump is on the top versus on the bottom. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hate it. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to just say like uh, I think I like accidentally whacked my horse in Red Dead Two because I was playing another game where it just swapped. <laughs> what the like the mount oh, yeah. versus the like slash this poor animal buttons were uh, so that's definitely been a that, that was actually like a notorious it became like a meme that everybody would run up to their horse punch in red it. dead <laughs> and just punch punch it in the it. Face. or punch a random so person true. in town and, and get a wanted rating yeah, <laughs> i just wanted to talk to you <laughs> wham uh, that's that, how I we think... say hello in my culture i swear <laughs> Wait, that's Vikings for you, right? Exactly. Um, when, you, when you come from Spider-Man to to Assassins, I can only imagine like you're playing as this like lanky, super fluid, tiny boy. And then in mm. this game, like no matter who you choose, you're a giant, and you just yeah. you're just big and giant. So it's funny to see your giant character like lively spring up these like Roman columns, and it's just it doesn't make any sense. Um, I think that's that's such a strange part of Assassin's Creed, and and like it, it does have um it does have this like legacy of being Assassin's Creed, which I don't like. Like it has this level you go to where it's doing the animus stuff, and it's like this is why this is what's happening, and it's like I that that stuff makes me not want it to be an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't yeah. want to be in that cabin like talking about the sun exploding or whatever it was for that that short period of time at the beginning of the game. It's just weird. I, I don't like that. And then I, I also like after playing Ghost of Tsushima, I realized, oh, there's another way, right? If you're going to make a big open world game that's about combat and has stealth and stuff like that, it can feel like this. Now, Ghost is stylistic and looked really good. This looks yeah. better in a different way. And I just wish like I think all games need to level up a little bit. Yeah, they they say that like a lot of people say that Assassin's Creed nowadays is just like it's just The Witcher, right? And it's like I wish I they wish. would I wish they would eventually just make uh, that witch. like a witch. <laughs> I wish they would eventually make that leap because yeah, it's the same thing. I was playing Valhalla and and having a great time, and then it shows the title screen, and then all of a sudden it just morphs away, and then I'm in a cabin and I'm like talking to people and I'm reading emails and I'm like no, and I I like I know what the staff stuff is because I had to look up the ending for Odyssey. I never beat that game, and so it's just like <laughs> That's I, hate, I hate that it's its own self-contained story, but then has this yeah. like overarching theme that I have to like try to keep up with. It's yeah, not great. Yeah, like I'm, I'm totally enjoying it. It's, it's definitely my kind of game. I'm stuck in, uh, but there's just less reason than ever for it to be an Assassin's Creed game. Like, just mm-hmm. you know, Ubisoft is is has been brave about launching new IP before with like For Honor, and mm-hmm. uh, they've got uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising coming out soon. Yep. So, like, just make it. You don't. I like they know the Assassin's Creed name sells, so that's why it's on there. But like, mm-hmm. there's no reason. You're a Viking, like. There's an option to sneak up to someone and assassinate them, but that's not the point of the, <laughs> the gameplay anymore. It's just one thing you can do, and the game is constantly encouraging you to go on raids with all of your Viking buddies. It's like it's not really an, about being an assassin anymore. And there's the, still the Templars assassin stuff take is care of. yeah. The assassin stuff in this game feels very like side questy. Yeah, like it, it feels very like just extra. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Templar stuff. It's like, oh, there's a guy in my town that might give me a Templar mission. It's like, that used to be the whole focus of these games. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing that does uh, bug me a little bit is they nerfed the bird. They did a bird nerf. Bird nerf. So you, can now, you can't uh, tag enemies anymore mm-hmm. with your bird, which is like Maybe the most- Maybe uh, is it on the skill tree somewhere? No, oh, no. I'm pretty sure, oh, pretty sure no. the whole point of the game is that it doesn't have that option. That's Why not. would they take that out? That was like I, the yeah, best I part. Just never use it. I never use it anymore. Oh, I oh, always man. use it. I always I use it. Yeah, it's better than clicking that thumbstick. I, I yeah, over constantly. and over and over again. I'm just, yeah, I'm constantly clicking the thumbstick. And I, I wish you like you have to kind of hold it a minute too. Um, yeah, for you it to, to register. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I feel like I'm like grappling with my controller in the process just to get it done and, and like it'd be cool if like you just had the option for your eagle to just do that like that's yeah. fine mm-hmm. it also looks cool when you go to the, like that's we used to yeah. talk about that as like a big last remember last gen we were like that's the coolest next gen thing about assassin's creed is that you can snap into the air now instantly mm-hmm. and like on this system like it's really amazing to see graphically that happen it's really cool yep yeah it's just so, a photo mode feature now that's and it. it's totally photo mode <laughs> man wait it doesn't um, have photo mode huh no, it does. You you okay. push in both uh, thumbsticks at no. the same time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I will say you can, as soon as you take a video, it shows up in your Xbox app on your phone. We've talked about that on the show. Try that out. Mm-hmm. It's super yeah. cool. I don't know how to get screenshots yet, though. I was trying to figure that out today. All, so all you do is you just tap the share button. and I, it's know just taking... to, I know how to take screenshots. I don't know how to get them to my phone, though. Oh, that I don't know how to do. Ah. Yeah. I've never it done has, that. It has like a media library for your videos. I think it has a cap because I know the PS app has um, a library for your capture as well. I believe the Xbox app does too. Yeah. Hmm. And you can share it from there and all that fun stuff. And then Sam mentioned the dire wolf. Uh, I don't know if it's technically a dire wolf. It's a giant wolf that you can ride and it's amazing. It's one of the best parts of the game. And I don't, in open world games, I don't normally use like the horse or the vehicle. Really? Cause no, because just running around and exploring and discovering stuff is kind of the whole Things are the pretty thing. far apart. Yeah, well, you know, well, I'll, I'll, fast travel. Yeah. You can also fast travel when I need to, but yeah. um, I like to run around. But as soon as I got the wolf, I'm riding the wolf everywhere. Riding the wolf. <laughs> well, I'm a horse guy, and I like in, in real life, so I really like just riding around. That's like my joy of exploration games. Sometimes is just riding through fields and riding on roads and looking around, spinning the camera. So I do like that. But boy, the wolf is great. And I just found out it's a that wolf that we all have is because we pre-ordered it. Which is now really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Not everybody will be, get to experience the wolf. So I will try. Vow, I vow that my wiki page about the wolf, which I've already created, uh, will have information about how everybody can get a wolf if it's possible. Which I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the maybe Helix make it available credits sometime, or something. Yeah, sometime down the line. Yep. Make it available. Um, anyway, I think we're all enjoying Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice to have another. Uh, I, you know, I say it's nice to have another Assassin's Creed game right after I said this doesn't need to be an Assassin's Creed game. So. <laughs> Damon, will you have to rebuy it on PS5? No, because the the you know the PS5 is backwards compatible. Okay, so I'll have that. Yeah. And that brings us to video game twenty questions. Justin this week comes Ian in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Nice. I haven't been on this. Let podcast, the questioning begin. I haven't been on this podcast since like the pandemic. I don't think I. I'm so rusty at this. So, Mark, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Remember, the point of this game is to win, and we're really mad if we don't. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, just remember, it's not about having fun or being entertaining or making, making sure the audience is taken care of. It's sure. about winning. Right. It is, at least in the last. 20 minutes or however long it takes. Yeah, and if you're seen as the weak link, then it's really bad. So just remember uh, that too. So on that note... Um, <laughs> is it Summoner? <laughs> How um, mean would that be? Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would call that misleading. Thank you. <laughs> Did we mention it? Yes. I want my money back. Um, is this game part of a franchise? Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. It's a it's a laughable franchise, guys. Yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs> it's it's gonna be Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's prototype. Do you guys still do the uh, the year question? Did we ban that question yet? No, or? no, okay. we're good. That's uh, let's one. let's see what's a good one. Okay, so let's say January first. Does this game come out after January first? Uh, let's say two thousand. No. 
Oh, damn out. <laughs> Sam? It's the Sam special. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's it. We're good. You good? You got this? <laughs> um, did this come out before 1990? Yes. <laughs> okay. Is this an arcade game? No. Oh. Wait, before 1990? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark Medina was barely out before 1990. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's content. There you go. Um, is it a license game? Uh, like you're breaking a 90s thing. Oh, is it a license game? Yes, it is a license game. Ooh, That's five. It's okay. a license game, part of a series before 1990. Ugh. Is the series mm. still active? Yes. Ooh. <gasps> what Mario? license is still active? Oh wait, that was a license. Uh, oh my gosh! It's a. It's a is this? Did this appear on the NES? Yes. Mm. Maybe a a superhero game. Like like the Batman. Stuff is like this that? based on a, a um a comic book series? No. I tried to help. <laughs> hey, would you describe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a comic book series? Mm-hmm. Okay, but I yeah, yes, good. No, I just wanted to make sure because I was think I was leaning turtles for a second there. <clears throat> um, what you don't like leaning turtles? Sex is hilarious. <laughs> Flip, flipping turtles. <laughs> yeah, um, they flip so high in that game. Uh, is this based on a uh, a, a movie? No, TV show. Oh. Yes, that's 10. Okay. So there's some dumb TV show games. We got Adam's the Family Simpsons. and Gilligan's Island, Simpsons. That's a good one. But are any of those active anymore? Well, yeah, so that's, that's the thing that's getting me. It's Tina yeah. said, are any of these active, right? That was the question? Yeah. That well, as game wild. series or as, as the entertainment series, though, right? <gasps> well, I meant, I meant game series, of course, right, Damon? You interpreted that question as game series. <laughs> Uh, how about this? Oh, no. both, both works. Both work. Okay. Both, okay. We're both good. are still active. Okay. What what game is still active that's a TV show from the 80s? G.I. Joe. <laughs> Home Improvement. Oh, yeah. Home Improvement the game. Home that Improvement a, came out for SNES. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it, so it could not be Joe anymore. <laughs> it could be G.I. Joe, though. Is yeah. the, the G.I. Joe show still active? Sure. You got to assume know. in one, is one there way or a, another. Is this based on a, a kid's cartoon? No. Mm. What, dude? Hey, what? A TV? Should we go down Start? the genre path? Or? Is uh, is this based on a sci-fi show? No. Wow. Okay, so it's not Star Trek because there's a bunch of Star Trek games. What would yeah. you? What would you ask Tina? Uh, I was saying, should we go down the genre path? Because yeah, that's that's. To... A, <laughs> as I started doing it, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, um, and it's, it, you said not kids cartoon. Is The Simpsons a kid's cartoon? No. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'd classify it as that. I think that's an adult cartoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this based on a cartoon? No. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh my God, how many it's... left do we have? One and, a, and an answer? Six, seven questions and a guess. Oh, yeah. I thought we just so had a, that one. It's a live-action TV show from the 80s that had a game, and the TV oh. show is still active. Could be. Uh, it's Karate Kid. <gasps> it is Karate Kid because Damon is watching Cobra Kai on Netflix. That's yeah, true. So we all are. That's the. Did you know yeah. that? That's that's the cheat. Um, because there's is a Karate, there a karate, kid, karate game. kid game. There's a Karate Kid game. It's really stupid. You can. A it, has a, it, has a, it has a mode with chopsticks where you catch the fly with the chopsticks. Uh-huh. Also, Damon then, has a cheeky ass smile on yeah, his face. It's, it's made by LJN. <laughs> it's from a live action thing. That has a TV show and a movie, but not necessarily, you know, a cartoon for kids or anything. Oh, it's definitely that then. What's yeah. the game though? I don't even know. What it's called the Karate just... Kid. Oh, okay. Is, uh, but is there? Are, there's is a this, series this of Karate game... Kid games, and there's just one. one. Is this well, game? No, it's not that then. On Karate. Oh no! Sorry, game... sorry. There's a Cobra Kai game that's new, and the reason I know that is because I was searching it on. I can't remember. It was on Switch. I saw there's a Cobra Kai game on Switch. Isn't that crazy? Does does this game have anything to do with karate? We know it's a karate game. That's, it's hilarious that it checks all the boxes, but oh. no. Oh. <clears throat> Wait, right. really? Right. We, 
I, I feel I feel robbed that we can't trust in the Damon Smirk anymore. I don't know how to feel. Really? I guess he's just happy monitor. that it checks all the boxes. It's yeah, just, that's true. Yeah. Um. Wow. I feel like, I feel like an honorary win just off that. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Back to square um, one. So. Yeah. I'm thinking. Did this game come oh, out oh, before? Oh, uh, there's there's a, a, a for Alex Trebek's death. There's Jeopardy. <gasps> was there a recent Jeopardy game though? Sure. Oh, there definitely was because uh, my wife produces the new games, and oh. I'm pretty sure it was on the list last uh, last month. Is this based uh, on a game show? Is, is this based on a game show? Yes. Ooh. Oh, there we go. There we go. So we got uh, Wheel of Fortune, 15. Jeopardy, and uh, and Double Dare. <laughs> There's a few others. Okay. Um, has, uh, the, uh, has the host of said game show been in unfortunate recent headlines? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Let's narrow this down. Is the thinking music for this game, like, is it is it iconic? Yeah, okay. All right, Mark. I want to get yeah, this into your questions. All right. <laughs> just to figure this All out, right, guys. Damon, Damon. No chances. What, what is the NES game Jeopardy? That's correct. That's correct. Nice. And nice. nice. Oh, I like that. Nicely done. Yes. Uh, uh, that was suggested by Ian from Saskatoon uh, in honor of the late, great Aww. Alex Trebek. And that's uh, a really good one. I love the yeah. time. That's a good ones. one. But that's crazy that Karate Kid also checks all those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw there's a Cobra Kai game. Should we try it? There is a Wait, Cobra but, Kai game. That's, but Karate Kid didn't same- start as a TV show. Yeah, that's a, that's that's yeah, the that's true. That's we, the one. That is a good but if point. we say it's based on a TV show, who knows? Yeah, and then it's not. It's based on a movie series. Yeah. Yep. How good we, thing how, Gina are was we here. all? Yeah. Good thing. <laughs> are Are we all caught up on Cobra Kai? By the way. Yeah. No. I've never you, watched it. <laughs> never it's so good, Mark. Uh, Mark. I'm waiting. So I'm waiting for my brother because it is the one TV show a decade. You know, the one the rare mm. opportunity. So I've been waiting to watch the rest of it with him. <laughs> Where are you at? Do you know? Uh, yeah, the start of the second season. So I think I watched Ooh. like the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I love how much of a role Coors plays as a supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> I like one time they're like uh, the what's the main kid's name? He's like, can I get you a banquet? Because <laughs> they're called yeah, banquet yeah, beers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, like, no, I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> the show is amazing. No, Tina, no spoilers, but there's an an amazing fight scene in season two. Ooh, can't uh, wait. Yeah, I mean, there's there, it's 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 so good. Sa- Sam, are you are you still like on board at after the end of season two? Yeah, and like this season three is in January. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really exciting, and like they're they're they they keep on bringing back more '80s characters, and they're teasing some now, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's great. Margie, you should totally watch it. Well, so here's the question, and I, you know, you're about to learn something about me that none of you knew. But I haven't seen a lot of movies from the 80s. So would I enjoy this show? I thought you were going to I haven't seen a lot of movies. Oh, I mean, sure. That's that's the running internal joke, though. And so I guess the question is, is like, what will I care about this if I've never seen a Karate Kid movie? Well, I'll just watch the original Karate Kid, which is also on Netflix. That's true. And still holds up. It's a two-hour prequel. It's so yeah. It's a totally, it's totally good. You know what though, Mark? They use yeah. all of the same actors. They refer to scenes that you watch in like, the original Karate Kid movie, yeah. but they they show them in a different light. Yeah. And the reads they do are are totally accurate. You're like, oh, I can see how this person might be kind of a dick. And the so whole definitely premise, like you got to watch the movie. The yeah. whole premise is a little fan servicey because it's like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. was who was the real villain and who was the real hero? So like, even mm-hmm. the the kickoff of the show has to do with that. So while I'm sure you could watch the show without the movies, you would really be not doing yourself. M- missing out on some, some nuance. Got yeah, it. Yeah, as, exactly. as Daniel's wife says to another woman at some point, oh, they have warring karate dojos. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> they have warring karate dojos. Oh, my God. I love. I think about it all the time. I can't wait for season two. <laughs> Me too. I was so excited every night uh, to catch up on that show. And now I'm, I'm sad that we have to wait a little bit longer, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> That's been your Cobra Scoop for this week. Mm-hmm. We did it. Cobra Scoop. Uh, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. We'll be able to talk more about PlayStation 5. Let me check. Uh, let me check my order delivery one more time. See if it's anywhere near to being delivered. It's been out to deliver- for delivery since 7 a.m. And now it's almost 4 p.m. 
Amazon Amazon normally does that thing where they're like, it's 10 stops away. They didn't do that for me. It it just showed up. I haven't seen that before. Yeah, and it's so weird. Whoa, that's cool. That's every helpful. every uh yeah, it'll like show you a map and it'll show mm-hmm. you where they are. Mm-hmm. Um every oh, they, they don't want to be robbed, I bet. You're right. The Series yeah. X I had to sign for. I, I have two of them and, and the Series S, and I had to sign for the PS5. They just dropped them off. They didn't care. They dropped both of them off at mine. <laughs> yeah. They just, they they just, just left at your front door. That's what they yeah. did at mine too. And I yeah. heard the PlayStation wow. box does not have an outer box. Oh, no, mine, mine came in an outer box. box. Yeah, man, I got a warning from Target that was like, "You got your your outer box is going to just be the PlayStation box." Wow. Like, we're just slapping a stamp on it. Well, it's nice that they told oh. you. Yeah, I guess so. No, mine were both in cardboard. Uh, well, dear dear viewers and listeners, if you got an Xbox Series and or a PlayStation Five this week, uh, we hope you have a lot of fun playing yeah. with your new toys this weekend. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We'll be able to talk more about PS Five next week. Uh, but that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Mark, thank you for sitting in with us this episode. Always a pleasure. No thank you to thank you to Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you to Borba working behind the scenes. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out.